you so much for joining us on another episode of the Gregor's Ministries podcast. I'm so excited to have Emmanuel Albertos. Did I say it right? Very good. Very good. <laughs> and Emmanuel, you know, together we've been able to minister for several years at the Rama Prayer and Healing Center. And we've had some tremendous experiences together. And uh, I'm so excited to have him because he's from Europe. And I don't know, some of you guys have been watching, we've had people from Spain and from France, and now we have someone from Greece. And so, Emmanuel, I just wanted to talk to you and, and really give you an opportunity because I know you have a heart for people. You have a heart from the Father for people, and you have an awesome, awesome testimony. And so I just wanted to, you know, start at the very beginning with you. You know, what was it like? you know, just for you to um, experience God for the first time? And, and what was your personal testimony with receiving Christ and, and, and just learning about him and accepting him for yourself? You know, uh, first of all, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> and uh, I'm, and uh, I was watching yesterday uh, people from France and Spain. Yeah. And uh, Timo and uh, Lober. Luke right? Lober, yeah. Lober. And... Uh, you, you're you're outnumbered. You were saying every time you're outnumbered. <laughs> now you got some Europe here. Yes. You know, someone from Greece. So this is a good thing. Yes. And uh, speaking, you know, on the experience uh, in my life uh, for uh, from I was born when I was born in Greece, of course. I was born in Athens, Greece in 1960. Uh, and... Uh, the experience for me to receive Christ, it did not happen until 1979, 19 years later, when, wow. I, came, when I came to America. So you were 19 years old when you, oh, yeah. you came to America. to America? Wow. I was 19 years old. I left Greece in 1978. As soon as I finished high school, uh, my focus was America. Yeah. I keep saying, I'm going to America. Something is in America. I, I felt like a missionary coming to America from Greece. But my first 18 years in Greece, I graduated from high school. As soon as I graduated from high school, uh, within two months, I left. I said, I'm out of here, TWA, <laughs> one-way ticket. I remember uh, CWA. They're not around yeah, anymore. anymore. <laughs> as long as I don't crash. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I left uh, Athens in 1978. That was uh, uh, July, August. Uh, the fear was there. Yeah. The what to expect was the unexpected was there because the only thing I watched in Greece was uh, shows with saloons and horses and guns, you know. Yeah. So uh, uh, so the unexpected was there. The fear, the finances was not there. People would tell them, "Don't go to America. Stay right here." My mom would say some things like, "Hey, stay right here. Don't go." But in my heart, uh, I said, I'm going to go to America. Yeah. I, I keep speaking that out. And I say, I'm, remember what you speak, yes. what you speak and you say what is in your heart. And as long as in agreement with God's word, certain things yeah. in your life will happen. So I was speaking two years before in 1978. Maybe some of you are there that are speaking things out for two years or more. So when I was speaking for two years, from 1976 to 1978, I said, I'm going to America. I had a flag of the United States and I was visioning myself being in America. Wow. Where, where, how you vision yourself today? Where you want to be? It doesn't matter. Sickness, disease, destruction, 
but where you want to be today where you want to go what's the where destination you, the, the destination yeah. the destination so i was meditating i meditate i was meditating in america i was speaking out i'm going to america what are you going to do i'm going to america ah oh, you're crazy you're staying right here in athens greece <laughs> no i'm going to america where are you going to find the money i'm going to america i'm going to get the money god bless me with a job working on the cruise ships as a bartender in 1970 as soon as i graduated high school I found me a job working the cruise ships from Athens to Italy, making so much money a month, good tips, working 18 hours a day. But as soon as I finished my 18 hour shift, now I didn't know the, I didn't know the Lord yet. I was born Greek Orthodox. I knew that was Christ. Yeah. Uh, I knew it was Jesus. I, we knew about Christmas and knew about Easter. The only time I went to church was two, twice a year for 19 years. Twice a year for now. There's, there's not that many times counting, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, and uh, I knew that I can raise the money to come to America because I knew it was something about America. And there was the legal well. This is the legal way. Yes. And by the <laughs> way, and uh, uh, I filed for visa, and their money was raised. Wow. Working for those two and a half months. Working. I work 18 hours a day in Monday through Sunday. But at the end of my shift every night, I went in the front of the ship. Now you picture that. In the front of the ship, you see the whole sea in front of you. And I was saying, I thank you, Lord, for this day. And I thank you I'm going to America. Yeah. I thank you I'm going to America. That's what was my phrase. I was already thinking it. You yeah. Know? It's important when you thank him. <laughs> Remember <so> this? <laughs> It's, it's so true. And so something that I'm hearing you yeah. even say is that you had this vision, yes. but you had to actually get it out of your heart. Yeah. You couldn't just think about it. Yeah. You actually had to start talking about it. You yes. had to start proclaiming it and believing that really? what you saw in your heart was going to be a reality. Yeah. And even though you didn't see the way, yeah. Yeah. even though you didn't know how, you didn't have the finances, you put your hand to something. Amen. So you started working Amen. for the, the on the ship and then so, you know, after that, once you started working, you, you got all the money you needed and you, you came. So what was the next step from there? Next step, got on a plane, got me a ticket, TWA, one way. Back then, you can buy a one-way yeah. ticket. <laughs> and the fear was there. One-way take ticket. I got the ticket. I said, I'm going to America now. What, what is, okay, I don't, I don't know the language very well. Fear, money was just enough to pay for my college because I was a student. I came on a student yeah. visa. Student visa. Came in, step in, New York City. I said, this is good. They lost my luggage. I was without luggage for a month and a half. No return. Yeah. No return. <laughs> there was no return. One way. This is the thing with Jesus. You know, when you're with Jesus, there's one way. There's no other way. Just one. And, and just it's for those way. of you that may be a missionary, we yes. need to let you know, it's very yeah. possible if you're going somewhere yes. that your luggage may be lost. <laughs> yes. it, it's very possible. But, you know, I wanted to... You, you know continue with that because that that's mm. powerful you know you came here maybe it wasn't exactly as you expected but you still had to take yeah. the right steps towards towards what god had for you yeah it, it was hard it, it is hard to hear uh with all that noise around you it was so much noise yeah people were telling me you're not gonna make it you're not gonna make it you're not gonna make it but god yeah but god but god always but god his his way is the only way yes. and one way 
even if you're a believer or you're a medium believer, I was probably yeah. a medium class believer or a high class believer or low class, it doesn't matter the size. You believe in something, you have a master seed somewhere. Yes. There's a seed is there that's it has it's time to explode it for every one of us. For every one of us that are in the mission field, yes, or you're ready to receive Christ. And uh, in 1978, I came to America, and in 1979, I was in Houston, Texas. Yeah. And uh, I was going to an international food festival, because I like Greek food. Yes. And I was looking at the food. You know, they say the kingdom of God is not only food and drink, <laughs> but the kingdom of God. <laughs> but is, there is some. Yeah, there's yeah. some. There's something <laughs> about the kingdom of God. And I was looking, scoping. I went to the staircase. I won't say there was staircase to heaven, but it was, it was this staircase in Rice University in Houston. And there were all these foods from international, yeah, every country. I was looking for the Greek food. I was high up looking for the Greek food. I couldn't find Greek food until this man shows up in the staircase. Out of nowhere, this man shows up and he asked me the question, do you want to receive Christ right now? And I turn around and I say, yes, I have like, like mild, you know, it was like, I didn't say, no, get out of here, yeah. get out of my way. I'm a Greek Orthodox, don't tell me what I need to know. Yeah. He said, do you want to receive Christ? And that point moment, that moment, 1979, September, when I was in that Rice University in Houston, that was, it happened. I received wow. Christ. I was looking for food, but I found Jesus. <laughs> I was looking for drinks, but I found Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for something for my flesh because Greeks like fleshly things, but I found Jesus. Wow. And, uh, and uh, I, I traveled all the way from Greece and I found Jesus in America. <laughs> wow. What a great, great country. Yeah. Got a great, great, great country to be. So in 1979, I received that. I got it. I was doing my own things still. Remember, you're, 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 you're saved. You know you are. In, the angel's always with you. Yeah. He, he always protecting you. I did some stupid stuff. How many did stupid stuff? Right? You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stupid stuff in my life. I was drinking. I was smoking. And But God. Yes. In 1979. And you know, from day one, in 1976, it was in my heart to go to a Bible college. Yeah. It was in my heart to go to, in 1976, it was in my heart to go to Bible college. Wow. But God, uh, I decided to go to do something else. For 20 years, I joined the military. When I was in the United States, in the United States of America, I got my green card and I joined at the time the United States Air Force. Wow. The military, I stayed for 20 years. I enjoy every moment of it because I travel in so many countries, France, Germany, Turkey, Greece, Italy, Arizona, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, North Italy, I mean, England. You were a missionary <laughs> through the Air Force. The Air Force. Yeah. Uh, but the, what the Air Force taught me, the training, because remember, we're God's army. Yeah. Right now, we're God's army. Yes. And any kind of military training we receive, I receive, uh, it, it was so good. I learned to be an aircraft mechanic. I learned discipline. I didn't like discipline uh, from the beginning. I did not like it, but obedience, discipline, obedience, 
discipline, do the right thing. Yeah. The kingdom of God in Romans 14, 17 says the kingdom of God is righteousness, yes. peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Speaking of testimony, this is this is all God's testimony. Yeah. Because we're overcome by the blood of the Lamb and our word of a testimony. So God did something for you in your life. You got to speak it out. Yeah. Because this is what God wants. He wants us to do that. We are his children. Yes. And anything that happens in our lives, we got to do it. We have to speak it out. People need to know. Don't hide yeah. it in if you're healed from something. If you're blessed financially from something, don't yes. hide it. Speak it out. Be happy. Yes. And I love him. Yeah. There's one thing I love about Emmanuel is that he always has a certain amount of joy just just right there, yeah. ready to go and ready to pounce. And I think it's because he has an amazing testimony about where he's come from. And that's not just exclusive for him. That's available to all of us. But I think something that he does that I've learned from is that he's always keeping that testimony right there in his heart. He remembers where he came from. He remembers where God uh, brought him from and where he is now. And that he is where he is now because of what God did. And so I think it's important for all of us to remember those things that God did. You may be in a, a position right now where you're, you're, you don't know where to go next. You don't know what's about to happen next. I would encourage you to go back to those things that God has already done for you and to remember those things. Remember those testimonies. God, I remember where you brought me from. Yes. I remember where I used to be like you were, you were in Greece. You almost felt probably lost and you didn't know who yes. you were. You didn't know your identity, but then God revealed himself to you. You accepted who God called you to be. And then you started finding yourself and, and just to remember those things yeah. and, and to keep yourself in that mindset and, and the meditation. And we, we talk about meditation a lot on this podcast. And that's something that Emmanuel mm -hmm. is really strong in because we talked about that a lot in, in healing school. And, yes. you know, that's one thing I would like you to share on a little mm -hmm. bit is about meditation and not only, a, you know, how we can meditate, but how that has helped you, you know, personally. Absolutely. Meditation, personally, I want to say is God is meditation. I, yeah. I, I was just getting this today uh, and some days before, but when I meditate, I said, God is meditation. Yeah. So when I meditate, it's like a relationship. It is. When I meditate the word of God, it's like I agree with his word because he loves for him. I feel, I believe that God loves for him for me to meditate. Yes. To speak about him all the time. Yeah. I speak his word all the time. By the way, meditate in, in the Greek means homo logo. Homo means the same. Homo logo. And logo or logos is the word. So the same word. You say, you're speaking the same word over and over. This is what I'm saying in Greece sometimes to me. It says, you're saying the same word all over and over, over and over. It's boring. I said, no. God loves. How many times in the Bible God says, do not fear. I yeah. am. I am the great I am. Do not fear. I am thousands and hundreds and hundreds. And in him and in him. And he's not getting bored of us. Yeah. So if we repeat what he says. And you put it in your heart, because when it's in your heart, it comes out of your heart, and you opening. Now the your heart is opening. Yes. God's heart is already open. 
and now you have your heart opening, you agree with his opening, you're in alignment with his word, and then you speak his word, and he loves that. Yeah. And he loves that to hear you speaking his word and repeat his word, yes, and it's a relationship. Yes. In a natural, in a natural, when you're dating a lady and you say, I'm going to marry that woman one Mary. I'm going to marry that woman one yeah. day. How many times you're thinking about her a day before you get married? How many hours you stay on the phone? You're speaking about life, about togetherness. How many hours and hours and hours? And <laughs> goes on and off to get married. And, and he sees the love of your life. The same thing with Christ. You have the relationship in meditation yeah. that opens up the floodgates of heaven, I want to say. Yeah. And it opens up those gates that will bring prosperity into your life, will bring you healing. It is your personal thing. It's you, you're doing it. But you know what? If you need healing of your body through meditation. Yes. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Romans 8, 11. That was my favorite scripture. The same power that rose Christ yes. from the dead lives in you, dwells in you. Well, there's nothing there. Well, if you read that about a hundred times, it's going to something yeah. going to come out of there. And if you speak it out from your heart, it's going to come out more in more an agreement with the word of God. The same power. The same power. The same power. <laughs> oh, I'm getting excited now. Okay. Yeah. He, yeah. No, he, he is someone that has been inspiring for me because as he meditates the words of God, the word of God, there was just this unction or this, what we call an anointing. Yes. That was just there on it and and it's true because we hear romans 8 11 and maybe you've heard that scripture all your life growing up the same spirit that raised christ jesus from the dead dwells in you and he quickens or makes alive your mortal body body maybe you've heard that many times but i want to encourage you don't let that don't become numb to the word of god yeah. don't yeah. allow that scripture just to become another thing you hear and mm -hmm. say yeah uh, you know the same spirit there no really embrace that say right now in this moment, the same spirit that raised yeah. Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that brought Jesus from death mm. to life is living in my body. Yes. And he's yes. creating life in me. That same spirit that created life in Jesus is the same spirit that's creating life in me. And as you're doing that, what's, what's happening is that's already a spiritual reality, mm -hmm. but you're actually enforcing that. You're causing yeah. that to be a reality for you. And so I know you've probably had to meditate, you know, yourself in different circumstances in your life. And, and so I wanted you to kind of give your personal experience of meditation and how it's helped you, because I know there's people that are listening that, that, the, you know, meditation, sometimes when we use that word, we're familiar with it, mm. but there's some people that hear the word meditation and they're not really sure. What does that mean? Because we have ideas of, Yes. Sometimes maybe like an Eastern religion or something else where we think people are sitting cross-legged yes. and there's mm, and you're, mm. you're meditating or even like yoga or, or something like that. But meditation in its true form is what you're doing is you're taking the word of God and you're repeating it to yourself. Mm. You're turning it over in your mind and your heart. You're speaking it out of your mouth mm. and you're allowing yourself to hear the word of God through your own mouth. Yes. And we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But there's something different that happens mm. whenever you hear the word of God come out through your own mouth. Yes. 
I, I believe that it almost takes you to a different level of faith. Whenever I say I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus and that same spirit mm. that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is dwelling in me. When I hear myself say that, it, it yeah. creates a different level of really awareness or faith in my heart. And so I know that you have a, an amazing mm. testimony, things that you had gone through in your own personal life. And, you know, you had even in your finances, Yes. you had gone through some things. And I wanted you to just share a little bit about that and how, you know, how that started, the, the mess maybe that you got in, but how you found yourself getting out of that, that yes. mess as well. Yes. You know, this mess, <laughs> credit card. I, I enjoy using credit cards. Yeah. I think everyone uh, likes to, to buy. They don't like to pay. Yes. Don't like to pay. <laughs> yeah. This is what I got into. Uh, I got involved with over a hundred thousand dollars in credit card wow. debt. Credit card debt, first of all, you pay for the rest of your life until after rapture. Yeah. <laughs> You're still paying for it. It's, yeah, it's the worldly the very it's, end. It's, the very end. There. Yeah. So after I retired from the United States Air Force, I got involved. Uh, I had some situation problems, spending money. So from 20 years there, I mean, I was in the Air Force, and then after that. Uh, for from two, year 2000 to 2006, I wasn't going to church at all. Mm. I was in credit card debt, 100,000. I wasn't no, no church. I had my supervisor in the United States Air Force before I retired. They keep telling me, you need to go to this church. Yeah. Is this a little Baptist church? But it's very successful and good church. It's going to be good for you. I keep, I blow them off so many times. I didn't want to hear this. Finally, the sixth year, I was already retired from the United States Air Force. I go to this Baptist church in June 2006. And this lady comes up to me and, excuse me for a second. This lady comes up to me out of nowhere again, like the staircase to heaven. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. And she came to me and she goes, I want you to have this book. It's from Kenneth e. Hagen, The Believer's Authority. Yeah. Now, this is a brand new book right now. The one I have right now has been demolished. Uh, yeah. Highlights. Highlights. Ripped pages. Got blood, got blood stains, anything, <laughs> everything. So she goes, now remember, I was $100,000 in debt. I was going, I started going to this Baptist church from Greek Orthodox. It was like step, you know, it, it's okay. You can go from step to step. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got this book. She gives me the book. She tried to give me the book. She goes, here, take this. I, I want you to have this book. I don't know where. She's in the hall. It's right, right after service, Baptist service, 1130 in the morning. She comes out of nowhere and she says, I want you to have this book. I didn't know that woman. It's like, okay. I said, I don't know. No, I, I didn't say, okay. I said, I don't want this book. I'm a Greek Orthodox and I know more. Yeah. Than I, I just did pride. Oh, the pride. I hate the pride. God hates pride. Yeah. So she's trying to give me that book three times, four times. She goes, take it. I don't want it. Take it. I don't want it. Take it. I, Finally, I grabbed it. I took it. I took it back to my home. Believers Authority. I took it back to my home. I had my friends there with me. He says, don't read the book. This is witchcraft. Wow. <laughs> this is going to get destroy you. Now, now we're talking about this is 2006. June. I take the book, go to my closet. I don't hear nobody else. Obedience. It's important. Yeah. I take this book and I'm start reading it. Ephesian prayers. I can, I can have authority over evil situations. I can have authority over my finances. Yeah. I can speak to that credit card enemy. 
I spoke some things there. I was meditating on this. I said, you know what? I'm going to be dead free. I got to be dead free. Is there a way? There's a way. My God wants me dead free. Because if you're a slave, you're a slave. Yeah. I felt like a slave. I had anxiety attacks. My heart rate was 180. I couldn't sleep at night. I had sickness, disease, you name it. Just always on Losing your mind. Weight. Always yeah. on my mind. I yeah. was meditating on this death. Yeah. I was supposed to meditate on the word of God. So I started meditating on the word of God. Yeah. I was meditating on the believer's authority. What it, it says, some things there. And the Bible is a good thing, great thing. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes somebody gives you eight dollars. That cost eight dollars delivering from a hundred thousand dollar wow. situation. <laughs> now, how that happened, 2006, I moved full forward to a winter Bible seminar. It was a winter Bible seminar going on in Rama. And I said, I'm going to this seminar. People tell me, don't go. Like they tell me, don't go to America from Greece. Now, I'm going to winter Bible yeah. seminar. I'm going to go in 2007 in February to winter Bible seminar. I got over there in 2007. I did not listen to my enemies. Even my friends were enemies now. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful who your friends are. Yeah. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. In 2007, I got to Rama Bible Church here in Broken Arrow. And uh, I made a confession. It was, I remember it was one night. I received the Holy Spirit. I was 47 years old now, 2007, 47. I was receiving the Holy Ghost power from a pastor. He laid hands on us. He laid hands on me, praise God. I was on the ground for about an hour, <laughs> burned up, yeah. but it felt good. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and that week, I made a confession. I said, I'm going to be debt free of $100,000. A credit card debt, got to go, cannot stay here. And as I was thinking and pondering on that, the pastor, one of the pastors spoke it out on that one of those services during the Winter Bible Seminar says, if you're in debt right now, hmm. bring your money to the altar. That's what he said. I had $20 cash in my pocket. I grabbed it. I ran down to the altar. I deposited the money in the altar. You know, the altar in the Rama church is huge. Yeah, yeah. Money's everywhere. Money's were everywhere. But I took my money. I was going fast, put the money down. I said, in the name of Jesus, when I go back to Texas from this, I'm going to, at the time I was living in Abilene, Texas, I said, I'm going to be debt free. Over $100,000. $20 investment. Wow. Plus eight, the book, the 28. Keeps adding up now a little bit. I went back to Texas. I had a warrant of arrest called the, the debt. He says, if you don't pay wow. this debt by this time, we're going to lock you. If you do this, though, we're going to lock you. But if you don't pay this money, I mean, I had three or four letters of warrant of arrest. So I said, Lord, I need money to get me a lawyer because you need to get a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, you got to do some things in wisdom. I mean, it's not just faith, 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 but you have to face certain things too. And that's something Pastor yeah. Hagen talks about yeah. the natural and, and the, the supernatural. supernatural working together. Working together, yeah. yeah. <laughs> working together, yes. you know? Yeah. And oh boy, glory to God. Uh, I went back to Texas, find me a lawyer. He says, I want $1,500. The lawyer, when I first went to the lawyer, says, I'm $100,000 in debt and I want to get out of this because I believe I'm going to be out of this debt. The lawyer looked at me in the eye and he says, get out, of, get out of my office. You're crazy. Wow. He says, I believe Jesus. I believe in Jesus. Yeah. But, the, but the lawyer, I said, I'm not leaving because I believe that it's something here and you can help me. 
the lawyer says, I cannot help you, get out. I still, I stay here like this, and uh, this is the distance. Yeah. And I said, no, sir, I believe that Jesus Christ delivered me from my, for death and destruction and death. And I believe, sir, you can help me in a natural to get out of this financial debt also. Wow. He looked at me, he goes, I'm gonna help you. You see persistence, you gotta be in faith, you gotta be persistent. <laughs> this is, I need true. $750 right now to do it. Yeah. I said, give me one week. I said, Lord, I need $750. He says, do a garage sale. I did wow. a garage sale on my house. My enemies, people who want to throw me in jail, the monies I owe to them, check my, my enemies, the people I owe to them, they came to my house with both uh, TVs and tables and this and that. And I was like, I, I thought you're going to, you know, you wanted to go to jail. He goes, it's okay. <laughs> I was like, God, God's favor. I was like, wow. God is favor. Yeah. There's favor of God here. Thank you, Lord. I raised the money. I paid the lawyer, short, long story short. Finally, I go to the courthouse and uh, the judge, I used to do a part-time job, Swan's ice cream. I don't know if you know that, if you heard yeah, of it before. I, I know that Deliver place. Yeah, yeah, I know Swan's, yeah. This is the best ministry <laughs> I ever had in my life. Because it so happened the judge who's supposed to judge me that day for my debt, it was also my customer delivering wow. to him ice cream, but I had no idea. But God, but God. Yeah. So as soon as I walk into the, to the courtroom, you have all the people that wanted their money in the background. And I was sitting here waiting for the judge. The judge shows up. That was in Texas. And he winks his eye at me. He goes like this. I was like, <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> this is favor. Yeah. He, he looks at me. He, the case goes through. He knows what's going on. And what I, what it came out of my mouth now, well, here at Rima Bible Church, doing a women's Bible seminar, I'm going to be free of this $100,000 debt. The judge, on his final judgment time, he said, Emmanuel, you're debt free from this $100,000 debt. Wow. It came out of the mouth of the judge. You know what? God Almighty hmm. is the greater judge that we yeah. have. He is the greatest of all judges. Yes. He is the greatest of all judges. That's something that's amazing. That's a huge testimony. And not a lot of people have heard someone that's come from that amount of debt and be yes. free. Because I think there's people listening now that maybe they have $20,000 in debt or they have $30,000 and they think, how can uh, I get out of this? This yeah. is just too much. But listen, you guys, you listen to someone who got $100,000 in debt completely wiped yeah. away. And, and he and I love Brother Emmanuel, and he is special. <laughs> but he is the same, the same way that he can operate in faith is the same way that you can operate in faith. And so the same principles that he used speaking mm. the word of God is the same principles that will work for you. But, you know, the difference is, are you going to allow the truth of God's word to come out of your mouth? Because a lot of us, we can think good yeah. things. We can hope for the best, but it becomes a reality in our lives when we actually start yeah. to produce those things out of our, our mouth. And we know that the world was created by the word that was spoken. 
God said, let there be light. And there was light. He said he spoke things into existence. And so we can't just hope for things to be better. We have to actually speak them into existence and say, you know, I'm debt free. Just like you said, you said, I'm debt free. Mm. You know, when you're sitting there and, and maybe that's easy for someone who doesn't have debt to say, but if you have a hundred thousand dollars and you're saying I'm debt free, mm. you can start having thoughts of I'm a liar. That's not true. There's a, a yeah. lot of things going on, but you have to get this settled in your heart. It has to go bypass your mind. Yeah. It has to go past your reasoning. And, and, and sometimes I truly believe, and it says that we have peace that passes all understanding. And so that means sometimes I have to give up my ability to understand how mm. it's going to happen, yeah. how God's going to do it. And a lot of times we'll, we'll say, God, I believe you can do it and you're going to do it in this way. Mm. And we, we set out our own plan of how he's going to do it. And then we have anxiety if it doesn't look like how he said or how we think he's going to do it but we have to give up our ability to understand you know emmanuel had a hundred thousand dollars in debt you know mm. i'm trying to think of that just that the mm. the worry and the stress mm. that would be upon you and just the weight on your shoulder that would be huge. there huge and, and like you said you're thinking about it every night mm. but we have a peace that passes all understanding even whenever it didn't look like it, you had something there, someone, not just something, but someone, the person of God working on your behalf. But the word of God says we are co-laborers with oh, him. Yes. So we need to work with him. We, we can't just expect something miraculous to happen if we don't work with him. Mm -hmm. And the way that we do that is by speaking his word out of our mouth and that you know uh he brought an amazing book and we recommend it to everybody that's listening the believer's authority by kenneth e hagan because what it teaches you yeah show it again it's the believer's authority by kenneth e hagan you can probably find it on amazon or at rama.com or rama.org the rama bookstore it's an amazing book because it teaches you about what belongs to you but only what belongs to you but how you can release it out of your own mouth and start experiencing it in your life. And, and I think that's something that we learned so much in healing school, teaching that there at Rhema, at Kenneth E. Hagen Ministries, is that there were, there were a lot of people that we encountered that came in and they knew God could do something, but he, they didn't necessarily know that God could do it for them, that he could specifically work in their life. They knew he was good. They knew that he was a healer, but they didn't know that he could do it in their lives. And I wanted us to just talk a little bit about our experiences mm. at healing school, mm. because we, the awesome thing about healing school over we there, we had five topics that we taught about. We taught about the love of God. We talked about in him realities. We talked about faith, the anointing, and then we ended with meditation. Mm. And it was important that we talked about all those topics because they work together. And so, you know, Emmanuel, I wanted to talk to you because we had some amazing testimonies mm. that took place while we were there. And I wanted you to just share a little bit because, guys, he, he's really calm right now. But I'm promising you, when we were in healing school, he, there was, he was going for it. I was just like sitting in the back like, oh, man, this guy, he, we need to put him in restraints because the fire of God just flows through you. And and and, not, and we're just in a different setting now, but it's available mm -hmm. to us all the time. But I wanted just to 
have you a little share a little bit about maybe some of the people you worked with and some of the things that you you found that you know how how did you help those people that were trying to maybe had a disconnect yes. they didn't know how to to find that that missing piece to what they knew was true but they weren't experiencing it well how did you feel like you did that the well, one of the things was uh first of all i enjoy uh, do a healing school with you. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, and the prayer and uh, uh, the connection. Many times uh, during these years, I spent, we spent about eight years there in yeah. healing school so since 2013. Uh, but it is the connection was the word. It was, yeah. Is the word, the word of God can bring change to somebody's life. It was just maybe one word, one scripture, that the Holy Ghost, you know, work through us, yeah, through us uh, during these uh, teaching times, during the prayer times, and it, it was a word of God. For instance, there was a, uh, <clears throat> uh, it was, I'll, I'll go with Romans eight eleven because we use yeah. that a lot. Yeah, but there was quite a few other. But there was one, one for instance. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> you're good you're good yeah. <clears throat> for instance it was romans 8 11 and uh it was a time of uh, preaching it was doing a healing school in uh, schooling in the morning mm -hmm. and the romans 8 11 uh as, as i was speaking the scripture the lady a lady came to receive for a family member back home mm -hmm. it wasn't for her but it was for the family member at home but when the Romans 8, 11 came out, she grabbed that, she wrote it down, she took it home, she transferred it, she spoke to the yeah. family member, mm -hmm. and then day or two days later, came back and says, you know what? The scripture, it came to life, and the person was healed at home. Mm -hmm. was delivered from depression. Delivered from, it was healing, hurting, and, and it was delivered from, and the, the word, and you know what? It's not my word. It's God's word. It is. <clears throat> and what we're doing, that's, as a healing technician, sorry, yeah. preachers and teachers and ministers, we, I don't want to say that, we're selling God's word. No, it's true. You, you're, you're, you're presenting, you're presenting in, a way, yeah. in, a, in a really persuasive way. Persuasive yeah, way, yeah. but through your spirit. Yeah. It's through your spirit, through your mouth, you're speaking out. And uh, what do you hear uh, when you when you hear when when you when you speak and you hear it when you speak something out you hear with your ear gates the people around you hear you yeah and it's very important what do you hear because the anointing of course the anointing breaks the yoke all the time all the time yeah. The word of God breaks you. It's it's healing. It's everything. The anointing and His word working together. But during a healing school time, there was all. What do you hear? And uh, if you have your ears closed, that means you're denying all these good things yeah. for, for all of us. You were denying, and uh, uh, some of the experiences there at the healing school. There were some people that. That I want to hear. Yeah. And once you close those gates, your eye gates and your ears, because faith comes by hearing. 
And if you don't want to hear anything, sometimes your faith, you have faith, but your faith is non-effective. Yeah. And they, I just want to say, uh, you know, the, the animals, the sheep, you heard that before? Yeah. The sheep, the shepherds, they put oil in the ears hmm. of the animals so no ticks, bugs can go through the ears because this is what kills them. If they go through the ears and go to the brain, it kills the sheep. Wow. Sickness and disease. Same thing in the spirit world. Yeah. If we block the hearing. Wow. I, I hadn't heard that before, yeah, yeah. but that's yeah. awesome. I keep going with But that, if you yeah. block the hearing and hearing the word of God, if you block that, you were completely saying, you know what? I don't want to hear your God and I'm going to focus on my sickness and disease or my debt or whatever it is. Yeah. But hearing the word of God, go through your gate and speak it out. You got to say. Yes. Brother Hagen used to say, 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 do more saying than praying. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Do more saying than praying. And proclaim those proclaim. things out. There's there's things. <clears throat> what if you can see it in the word of God? We know it's God's will, and we know yeah. if it's God's will yeah. that we have whatever we pray for. So what it what it takes now is not just saying God do something again that you already done, but it's actually us speaking those things out. Yes. And so that's one thing that we really try to get across in healing school is that you don't need to ask God for for healing. But healing was provided through Christ Jesus. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. That's already a spiritual reality for you. So how do you actually get that to be a reality in your life? Mm -hmm. And that's by you agreeing with it first mm -hmm. in your heart and then speaking it out of your mouth. And as you agree in your heart and speak it out of your mouth, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same way we got we got saved, right? Yeah, yeah. We had to believe in our heart. We had to speak it out of our mouth. Yeah. And when we did yeah. that, we got saved. And when that happened, there wasn't any necessarily any physical thing that happened that proved to us that it was true. We just had to believe, okay, the word of God says, if I believe in my heart mm. and I confess with my mouth, then I'm saved. And it's the same way whenever it says that God is our provider, when it says that God has already healed us through Christ mm -hmm. Jesus, by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. The same faith we use to receive salvation is the same faith we use to access healing in our lives. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I believe it in my heart. So what do I do? I confess it with my mouth. And when I confess it with my mouth, it becomes a reality mm -hmm. in my life. And, then, and right away... Just to be honest, there are times we were at healing school, we didn't see people right away mm. that, that experienced that healing, but we were teaching them. Just because you don't see it with your natural eyes doesn't mean it's not a reality in your life. Mm. You can't go by, based on what you see with your mm. eyes. You have to see with the eyes of your heart. Yeah. I am healed. And so we have tons of testimonies and we haven't been able to get him in, into them today, but you know, Emmanuel, he's an amazing minister and he's been ministering around the world. And I know that, you know, in a couple of years ago, maybe you went to Greece. Mm. And so mm. I wanted to, you know, before we end, we have about five minutes left, but mm. I, before we end, I wanted to kind of get, what was your, what was your experience like? Because I know you, God told you to come to America. Mm. You came here, you obeyed mm. him. You had these amazing experiences of him delivering you from debt, but going back to Greece, going back to your home city, 
what was that like for you? Because I know you went back to to te- was it Rama, Rama in, yeah. in Greece, <clears throat> and so what was that like for you to return back to where you came from, and then also you're coming back as a different person. You're not yes. the same person you yeah. were when you left. And so you, you've got, God's downloaded a lot of stuff into you. And so what mm. was that like for you to be able to go back into your home country where you grew up Greek Orthodox and, and to give out what you had there? It, it was an amazing experience, first of all. Yeah. It's, uh, it's experience is, uh, I felt like a new man. Yeah. Inside out, a new man when I got there. Uh, and to be all together, what happened there was it was a prayer assignment. That's yeah. all it. Three months of prayer assignment for Greece, and we saw things that we never, we never see before. Uh, as we're praying here from Greece, yeah, it was praying here in the United States. I saw myself being in Greece and praying there with my partner uh, at the time, who's a friend of mine, and went there, uh, Bruce. But uh, we went together. And the experience of uh, God, the God, the anointing and the power of God was yeah. so strong, wherever we went. But people did not want to receive. There were a lot of people did not want to receive. Yeah, they don't want to hear. They did not want to hear out on the streets as we ministered out on the streets. I never done this before. Go minister in the streets to the blind, to to the weak, to the sick, to people with no legs. Uh, we're asking, we're asking people, do you want to see again? He said, No, I got my government check. I'm good. Yeah. So come on, you're gonna be able to see things. Yeah. You can't even see the government check. The money goes to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even see uh, 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 people with no legs. Uh, we'll stop them in the streets and they say, Hey. Hey, there is healing here. There's the God of miracles. Yeah. The miracle worker is here, even in Athens, Greece. He is going back now where I, 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 when I went back there, I was experiencing God and focusing God only what God can do for them, Lord. Yeah. For the, for the Greek people. There were people asking, were asking me, be healed. We can be healed. And I said, no, just give me 20 cents to buy yeah. bread. Like Peter, John at the gate. Yeah, Give yeah. me money. It hasn't changed for 2,000 years. Give me something to eat. Well, money I don't have, but I have something. I have something, you have something. that can get you out of this mess. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The healing power of God. Yeah. The spoken word. As simple as this. And this is what we experienced there in Athens, in, in Greece, in Thessalonica. And there's so much darkness, so many people hurting, even hurting now. Hasn't nothing has changed in 2000 years? People are hurting everywhere. It's so true. we are the light. We are to go out and do no matter where you and that's one thing, no matter where you came from, no matter where God sends you, who you are doesn't change. So when he went back to his home country, the mm-hmm. person that God trained him to be the mm. person that god taught him who he really is in christ he was able to take back and you know for those of you that are in ministry that are maybe a missionary don't get discouraged if some people don't receive the words mm. that you're speaking mm. because that may be something that happens mm. but that doesn't change the truth that you're giving it doesn't make it any less powerful 
what you're sharing. There, there may have been people there. And when I was in Thailand, I won't take much, much more time. But when I was in Thailand, there was a woman that was blind and there was a, her mother or, or sister, or someone was leading her around and she was singing into a song. And we said, we want to pray for you to receive your healing. And the woman said, uh, her mother said, no, 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 we don't want you to because this is how we earn our money. Mm. And so, you know, sometimes mm. people get so used to their disability mm. giving, providing for them that they don't know what life is like beyond that. Yeah. And so yeah. just because you're speaking the word doesn't mean everyone's going to receive it, but don't give up. Amen. Don't get discouraged. Keep preaching the gospel. Keep believing that the words that you speak are going to produce faith in the hearts of people. And I love it in Ephesians, it says that don't let any discouragement come from your mouth. Only that can, which can be edification, encouragement, yes. that you may give grace to the hearer. Mm. And what that means is that the word, when we speak the truth of God's mm. word, we actually produce faith in the hearts of people by imparting grace into their life. And that causes them, that gives them the ability to believe what you're saying. And so what, no matter how people respond to how you minister, keep ministering. Don't give up. You are still anointed. You are still loved and accepted by God. You are still in him and keep going. And as a body of Christ, we're going to continue to fulfill and, and do the things that Jesus said we're going to do until he returns. But Emmanuel, thank you so much for joining us today, man. It was such an honor to have you. And I'm excited because this is just the first time he's going to be joining us. He has way, way, way more stories to share. And so I'm excited to have him back on. And so Emmanuel, if, if people would like to just kind of follow you, see what you're doing, is, is there somewhere that they can kind of look to? Do you have a social media or somewhere that they can look? The, the only place is on Facebook. Facebook. Emmanuel Albertos. And we'll, we'll put that link there. And so, and yeah. if, if you guys, I know there's people listening that have been inspired by what he's saying. If you want to sow a seed to him, you know, I'll, I'll send you his contact information. Mm -hmm. He's not looking for that at all, mm -hmm. but we just want to, we know that whenever we hook up with people that are fulfilling the will of God, that we get to also participate in their blessings. And so guys, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we appreciate Emmanuel. Thank you.